0: credit um Michael Ralph his work really helped me nail down where it was that I experienced this and so I've gone through all of the old time speakers all of the literature um, so I can tell you who else experienced this if that's what you're into my memories are I was kidnapped at age four from my bed in Tulare County, California. I was put into a jeep with military folks in fit, green fatigues. And we drove at night cross country from California to Langley, Virginia, where I was a guest of an agency for the next five years. That was mine fracture. That was training of alters. That was a six month side trip to Montauk's time tunnel. I was, everything that you would see see and expect from Stranger Things was what they were doing there. Now, initially I thought that was a CIA base. But the CIA headquarters was built after I got there. And there was a CIA archivist who came forward saying she had uploaded my file to the archive and that everything that I remembered was in the file. There were things that I didn't remember, but that everything I did remember was in there. And she was on my show again last Saturday. <laughs> mm. So um, she's this really sweet 80-something-year-old woman who who has put herself at risk to verify my testimony. Wow. In fact, mm. the wow. day I was in for my surgery um, on December 7th, her house burnt down.
1: Oh, no. So, oh, wow.
0: You know, so when I talk about people are at risk, I'm not talking about, oh, they're going to have trouble with their Internet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm talking about serious stuff. So um, Doris's house burnt down. Uh, The agent who activated my memory was killed in the hospital. His boss was hit with an ice bullet and ended up dying later from Uh, They called it um, a stroke. It took him six months to to die, which wiped out his family's entire savings. So no, these are, these are a man who was helping me with reintegrating altars, ended up poisoned at work and died on his way home. Um, Someone else who had come to me for counseling was tossed off an interstate bridge in portland oregon so these are serious things that happen to people that are too close to me so i don't let anybody get that close anymore
2: right understandably um, yes. Going back to the very beginning, your remember code. So is that a code somebody speaks out loud and it and when you hear it, it activates something within you. Is that how that works?
0: Yeah, when they create an alter, they will program it with a code to activate it. They will program it with a code to remember everything it's done so that it can report to its to its controllers. They will, there's another code to make it go back to sleep. There's um, other codes to make it self-destruct. And the standard operating procedure was that they built a 13 by 13 by 13 cubic hierarchical array, just like you were dealing with a computer file. That and each one of those would be an altar. Now, they didn't use all of them. I don't know how many they've used. I've reintegrated 32, and half of them have been just storing the original trauma that created them. So at this point, my sampling size says half of them were not used, but that's still a Awful lot of people right. running around in my head.
2: <laughs> yeah, with that's...
0: their own memories, their own training, their own ideas of what life is supposed to be like. And one of the ways you can tell who's real in this community, if they don't have altars, they're not real. Mm. Right. That's the truth. Now, I know a couple of people that are real that are hiding their altars. I've seen them shift. But if they're if they're sitting there and they're themselves all the time, they're not real.
2: Now, what yeah. do you mean what do you mean by that? Like how like you would physically see somebody shift or how like how would you know that somebody has altars without being privy to that information?
0: you can watch them and you will see it's like they become another person same body but they sometimes they even look different i had a bad time not this past winter but the winter before and i was doing this weekly radio show and it it's on my it's on my youtube and you can go through some of those shows. I shifted alters as many as 22 times in a two-hour show. Wow. And if you know what you're looking for, it's obvious to the entire world. Um, what this, kind of, what it's kind of, not schizophrenia. It's dissociative identity disorder. Okay. And as far as I know, It's not really treatable by modern psychiatry. I've been using shamanic soul fragment retrieval, followed by Jungian shadow work. That's what I've been using. My partner, the man I've lived with for almost 21 years, is an Iroquois shaman. And no, he's not public for people to hire him. Hmm. He volunteered to help me. So... I'm actually really grateful he's in my world.
1: So, whenever there's, oh, I just wanted to ask um, would the shifting just be random, or is there something that triggers you, would trigger you to shift specifically, or is it just random?
0: Sometimes it's random, but there are specific triggers. Um, I've been able to figure out what some of them are, but for me, it's like I suddenly have missing time. And I have to stop and really think about what triggered. And I've been known to watch the show so I know what I said. Because Mm -hmm. I don't, it's, you know, from my point of view, I'm there for 15 minutes and then I'm gone the rest of the show.
1: Blanked. Just
0: blanked. Mm -hmm. So.
2: That, yeah, I've heard of that happening.
0: It it makes life really... um, Challenging,
2: yeah, right. Yeah. It's like it's like you're constantly being mind wiped. Yeah, um, so yeah, essentially, when, when somebody tells you your code out loud, is it instant, immediate activation, or does it like set take? Is there an integration process? How does that work?
0: um The remember code for that first altar. I felt different when I first heard it but it was like the eighth time he used it that it finally took. So I think there's a repetition number that's necessary. Um, I hate to say what the code is because it was probably used on other people as well. I mean, these people are tend to be efficient. So I don't want to accidentally activate somebody that's out there and thinking they're normal.
2: Right? I totally. This this is
0: this is a hell of a thing to dump in somebody's lap.
2: Yeah, so that movie American Ultra depicts this perfectly. If you've seen it, it's, it's about a super soldier program. And the agent comes in while he's working at the hardware store and says his activation code, but she has to repeat it. And she's like, she's trying to get him a message, but she needs him to activate first. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's really but it didn't take on the first try. And that like that really resonated deeply with me when I saw that. I was like, yeah. this is this is a real thing. And I had That's never a really, real
0: thing. Yeah, that's a very real thing. And in my generation, because I'm 66, so this was in the late 50s, they were using th- on my group of people, they were using things out of the Wizard of Oz books. Now they're coming up with these random generated code words because they're hoping you're not going to be accidentally activated.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, by hearing something rarely spoken, so you're not, yeah, accidentally. That makes sense.
0: Yeah.
2: Like some sort of like, yeah, I don't know.
0: Just, Just what you need is a highly trained assassin to be accidentally activated and not know what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs)
2: yeah exactly so wow okay so um you have memories obviously from a few different altars i would assume (laughs) but what are your most prominent memories the ones that you can conclusively say i did this i know i was part
3: of this
0: i know i was part of the montauk time tunnel In 1961, 62, that winter. I know I was sent to Mars in the Stargate that is on Long Island in New York. And I know I spent 25 years on Mars, and that the Germans I was turned over to put me in their school system. And that's Where that event with the raptors happened was um, lunchtime. (laughs) Lunchtime in German Shola. The raptors came through the wall. Um, I was part of the German war against the native Mars raptors and the native Mars ants. We called them Bugs and Lizzie's, and both names are rather um, insulting. But um, I don't remember there being a sentient fly race there, but the CIA archivist said it was part of my report. So, you know, there are things I don't remember. I do very much remember being eaten by spiders on mars and those things were huge
2: yeah we've heard that from a few different whistleblowers Mm -hmm. at this point the spiders on mars yeah
0: um mars is smaller than earth so everything that's there gets a little bigger that's the first thing you need to understand secondly it gets outrageously cold at night so most of what survived there are cold-blooded animals that just basically shut down warm-blooded animals it's too cold for them and they freeze so uh,
2: unless they've moved underground or you unless
0: know. they've moved underground there is a mars native human and there is a burrowing mammal that resembles a capybara with really short legs, just. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the only mammals I remember. It doesn't mean there aren't more. These are just all I remember. Now, when I was on Mars, my duties were, I was on a plane that had a plasma engine. And I was in what we would call near earth orbit and using a scanner on the computer to see what was on the ground. And my basic duties would be to scan for Mars native raptor nests, their homes, and take them out if they were small, call in backup if they were larger groups. And to pick up human remains, because we had technology that could bring you back from the dead for up to four months. And our population was small compared to the population of the enemy. So we would go and scrape up everything and bring you back from the dead.
2: Like in a regen tank type of a thing?
0: Yeah, it was the re... The Germans have the tanks. The Americans have the medbeds.
2: Okay. That, so I, I never knew yeah. that difference. Okay.
0: Uh, they, they were sourced from different extraterrestrials. And when mm-hmm. I use the term extraterrestrial or ET, I'm referring to, okay, the definitions in the SSP. <clears throat> An extraterrestrial is a physical being in a meat soup. It appears through a physical technology, even if that technology is something like a Stargate. You can shoot it and it will die. Right. An interdimensional may be able to manifest a meat suit. And it comes with or without technology but you try to kill it because it's not native here you can't that's an in, that's a very important distinction to make you know, whether or not you can kill a critter is is really important to know
2: so they if they're multi if they're multidimensional they just have the ability to phase in essentially yeah, and and then become physical. I guess like a sasquatch. I would imagine how a sasquatch would do it, um, and then phase right back out.
1: Yeah. Tyler, like that—that that inner earth being that manifested in your house. You remember right. you said it was like halfway manifested, but it's like see through, so it wasn't yeah. really mm-hmm. physically here fully. Yeah, hundred percent like that. We,
0: we refer to those guys as interdimensionals, and mm-hmm. it was actually illegal to interact with them for a long time until somebody in Congress figured out that God was one of them. (laughs) (laughs) And then they had to change the law real quick. So um, yeah.
1: yeah. It's funny that they even have, like the fact that they even made a law like that when we're supposed to believe ETs don't exist and that's all nonsense. Yeah, Yeah, they make a law that makes it illegal to interact with it. Like, come on, people. What does that tell you? Right. Yeah.
0: We were allowed to interact with ETs because they were physical beings and could be tracked through technology. We were not mm -hmm. allowed to interact with interdimensionals because they could not be tracked by the technology. And they've been tracking everybody since the 50s
2: yeah, I can I'm imagine sure. I'm sure yeah. the number of the population that's actually involved in these programs is probably alarming.
0: I would s- my best guesstimate is because I know the treaty with the Germans is that the United States is required to turn one hundred and fifty thousand Americans over to them every year. These are individual, discrete, unique they cannot be recycled so 150,000 americans from 1960 to now that's a lot of people and mm-hmm. that's just the ones yeah. that have been turned over to the germans there are at least six other programs out there four of which are run by americans
2: when you say programs what are you referring to exactly
0: I'm referring to se- completely separate functionals, um, militaries. Okay. The Germans out there call themselves Bundesfeuer Deutsche Welten, which translates into the Federation of Free German Worlds. There's over a trillion Germans living in the Draco empire in colonies. We're talking about a really large group there. Mm -hmm. So anybody that says they've killed off all the Germans, you know, they're lying. Right. (laughs) Okay. Next would be, oh, there's a lot of names for them. Eisenhower called them the military industrial complex. One of the first guys out there talking called them ICC, which he admitted was a made-up name. Um, Ileana, the star traveler, who is a whistleblower for their program, called them Planetary Corporations. Uh, The new guys are calling them the Alliance. Okay. These are the next largest group. And they are... Basically, American, but they're independent of the government. And there's a couple billion of them out there.
2: So, it's been my understanding that the ICC was separate than the alliance, uh, according to some people. As far as ICC uh, would be more of a cabal group in the alliances opposing them. Obviously, we just go by what these people are telling us. So, what are your thoughts? Well, on I,
0: I served with the Germans and I served with Kruger. These are the ones that I have memories of. Kruger is a mercenary company that was run by one of the scientists that helped mine fracture us. And it's an American mercenary company. So those are the two I have served with. And Alliance is calling itself that because they're going through and capturing ships and forcibly converting their crews what they're doing is they kill you they remove all of your implants insert their own and then regenerate you so you wake up you you're killed with say german programming and you wake up with ICC programming, and they're calling that defections. Uh, they're calling that. Well, you decided to join us. It doesn't sound voluntary to me.
2: No, not. At all. I mean, who would sign up for that, <laughs> you know,
0: but because they're getting people from various groups, they changed their name to Alliance to make it sound like they're good guys. Hmm. That's one of the things you have to really understand. Everybody out there thinks they are the good guys, that what they are trying to do is worth all of the atrocities they're committing. Mm-hmm. That's and a
3: great everybody,
0: point.
1: Everybody,
0: everybody out there is... Committing
1: atrocities, everybody. Yeah. Is there, is there any group? Let's say, because supposedly they're what we're told is the alliance or the white hats are fighting for humanity and to free to free, you know, free us from the cabal enslavement and control that's been going on forever. Um, but you're. It sounds like what you're saying is they're not. They're just kind of out for themselves. So is there any group that's fighting for that? Or are there other benevolent ETs here helping with that? Is there any help? Or are we just all screwed, <laughs> essentially? Like, what, what's really going on here?
0: <clears throat> what's really going on is Earth is a free will zone.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's an experiment. Not many places are have free will. Most places in the galaxy are hive minds and everybody goes with the program. Okay, okay, we are a free will zone. And if we want to have things changed, we have to do it ourselves.
2: Right, which is a message that's coming across anyway, like, you know, it's going to take us, you know, yeah, bringing into action here.
0: Yes, we have to take action to undo what the cabal is doing. Now, does that mean there aren't individuals out there that are capable of changing things? No. There are lots of individuals out there that are doing their bit, but are they organized, coordinated? No. Now.
1: Yeah. Don't
0: don't blink on me right now. okay
1: so there's assistance but they're yeah they're not going to do everything she's
2: got it yeah
0: one of the things people don't understand is how the actual structure here is built earth does not belong to us that's the first thing people have to understand Earth belongs to the Anunnaki. Mm -hmm. If you have been enslaved, it is by the Anunnaki. When they created humans, they made two versions of us, Mm -hmm. the workers and the overseers. What you see in the cabal are the overseers. And they're not a totally separate species. They're able to interbreed with us. So the middle classes are the hybrids between the two. And it's mostly the hybrids that are upset about being ruled. Now, the farther up the chain you get in humans, you reach a level where those humans are being telepathically controlled by Anunnaki.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, as and, some of these people we know are being controlled; you can
1: just see it.
0: And it's by Anunnaki. It's not by Draco.
1: So where do, where do the Draco fit and the reptilians fit in this? This picture.
0: The solar system is in the middle of the Draco Empire. Mm. In the Draco Empire, the Draco really don't care what you do with your world as long as you pay them their taxes. And their taxes are a set percentage of your gross planetary product. Now, remember, this is an Anunnaki world and what was their gross planetary product
2: DNA us right us well yes. that and that's where the whole i guess galactic slave trade comes in and that's why they're kidnapping us and using us yes and, and bringing us in programs and from day one we've been inbred with this we never we don't even know what it's like to be a human without any of this um yeah We
0: cannot even imagine what it's like to not be in a hierarchical system.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: We can't imagine what it's like to do our own thing without having somebody to answer to. We can't imagine life without somebody being our boss. Because it's been inbred to us. And I've interacted with Anunnaki. And I'll tell you, it's inbred to us to kneel before them and basically open your mind and do whatever they tell you to do. That is the hardest thing I have to do is when I interact with them to not kneel, to not open my mind, to not instantly go into worship mode.
2: Now, when have you interacted with them in the programs?
0: Um. They picked me up June 15th, 2018. They had a trial. They declared me to be an abomination. They put me into something they call the truth machine and it's designed for interrogating extraterrestrials and they would pull up each of my altars, download the memories of that altar, and then painfully destroy that altar. This was a painful process. They had done two of them when the German armada showed up to rescue me. I have no idea why, A lieutenant that was always in trouble was worth losing a ship in that battle, but they came and saved me. And it was at that point, I stopped listening to the American propaganda, of German Nazis in space. And I started searching my actual memories for what were these people really like? For me, it was, why the hell did they do this?
3: Of course. Uh.
0: And it took me a good six months to adjust my attitude. Now, you've still got people that served with and that are out there saying they're evil Nazis, and some of them have been quite nasty to me since I adjusted my attitude. Uh, Some of them cannot even share a stage with me without being nasty. Uh, There's one young woman in particular, that when she hears my name, she screams. Hmm. So um,
2: called a trigger.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's called a trigger. So um, I don't consider them good guys, but I don't consider them bad guys.
2: Well, this thing is so massive it only makes sense that we'll have more and more people coming forward with memories of experiences. that weren't necessarily negative. I, I can't see, yeah. I, I, I think this is, this is a lot more, it's, it's not just black and white, good and evil, yeah. you know, it is so in depth and so multi-layered that I feel like um, people are just going to have to start accepting that, you know, all of the above is possible here. This isn't yeah. just a bad guy versus good guy. You know, like the journey
0: story. From what they taught me in Shula. Now think about this: is what the other side took from everything that's happened the last two thousand years. They said that they were not welcome here.
2: Who's they? The Germans. The Germans. Okay.
0: They said the German people were not welcome on Earth. That they had been subject to genocide after genocide after genocide since the time of the Roman Empire. That every time they turned around, somebody was trying to kill them off. And so they finally got the technology to go into space and be free. That's why they call their their colonies the Federation of Free German Worlds, is because they're finally free from the Jesuits, the Roman Empire, the bankers, all of the people who've been trying to kill them off for the last 2,000 years. And what happens? The Americans get the technology to follow them. Right. And they've got those same people chasing them again. And yeah, they're pissed. And you would be too if you thought you would finally made a place where you were safe.
2: Right. Well, it's just like in a movie, you know, when they capture the villain, they find out there's always somebody above them, you know? Yeah. So there's always, everybody has an enemy, even the enemy, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it's just kind it's of. like just day.
0: Americans yeah. are not used to seeing. The Germans as having been attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked, and when I really understood that was their mindset, everything they did after that made sense to me.
2: Right, and I, w- I want to be clear too that this doesn't excuse like the nasty things we've heard yeah. being done to Nazi people stuff.
0: Um,
2: by and you no, know
0: it doesn't it it doesn't. Ex- excuse any of the things that they've done it's just a matter of you have to put things in it
1: didn't come out of nowhere yeah there's a reason there's a reason
0: one of the things that i've really when i first came public i wanted justice okay i had been kidnapped as a four-year-old i had been raped i had been sodomized i had been locked in Nailed inside walls and left to suffocate. I'd been locked inside a bank vault and left to suffocate. These were the things they did to mind fracture me. And I wanted justice. But the more I talk to other survivors, the more I find that most of the perps now started off as victims and were forced into being perps. And that makes justice a lot more complicated.
2: Right. That, I mean, I, I, that resonates, that resonates, you know, it's almost like it's, it's the easiest way for you to live your life at that point without being tortured anymore. So you, you're going to just yeah. become the torturer, unfortunately, but by that time you've been so groomed for lack of a better term, Um, any semblance of like human that was once there is gone so that's why this is complex. They
0: mind wipe us first so you're left with you don't know anything about your family you have no moral compass you know you have you don't know anything and they have
1: like slate
0: you're like a slave and they have replaced anything that's family and it's Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. You totally. are completely dependent on them for your survival. So yeah, you do what they tell you to do. And the public isn't understanding whenever that they go, well, just kill all the perps. Oh, that's not, it's not, that's not justice. What do you do do with someone who was picked up when they were four years old and tortured and then Stockholm Syndrome set in and now now they're remembering all this and they're on Earth and they're going, oh my God. And dealing with the Omega programming, which they also install in us, which is self-destruct programming. That was one of the problems we had with the super soldiers a decade ago was they would start to remember and then suddenly they would kill their family and themselves and any counselors that would work with them because they were programmed to not expose the programs
2: Wow I didn't I don't know if I was aware of that
0: So this this is a dangerous community this is not some place that you really want to pretend to be one of us right <laughs> And yes. yet the people I've been working with, uh, they'll watch half a dozen videos, sometimes more, and then they'll start dreaming about it and think they're one of us. And I'm like, hmm. you have no idea how lucky you are that you do not.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like they want to be a part of a club or something, which is another form of programming. You know, we all want mm-hmm. to fit into or whatever it is. Um they it's,
0: think it's cool and it's not. You right. have nightmares. You have you can't live a normal life. You I can't even count on I'm going to be me all the way through an interview.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, I definitely there's some major healing that needs to occur for, for all these people. That's why I'm uh, Anne-Marie Morales, we're going to have her on the show soon. Um, she's been tapping into our conference and these uh, and the people who have been, um, you know, all these people are amazingly gifted these days. You know, some of these people who were able to tap in and see, but she sees the amount of healing. She's like, you're bringing together a lot of traumatized people. We need to make sure yeah. that this... That this event is protected and and the people involved in the audience, everybody is protected and cleared. And we we do this right. We can't just go in haphazardly. And she's helping me understand like how serious this actually is. Also, you know, well, it, it starts off as a, It is. I know this is it's a it's the one of my passions, I obviously, um, this entire subject because you know, at first you hear about it and you wonder if the, is this true. And then the more you get into this, you're like, oh, wow, this is true. This is happening. And mm-hmm. and then you look in the at the world and you just understand how fake and how much of an illusion everything actually is. That's why I like yeah. this.
0: Thing. I have yeah. trouble talking to normals.
2: Right. Exactly. Like this whole, like, who knows what's going on with this Ukraine, Russia thing, really. But definitely we're getting massive propaganda that's mm-hmm. that's a divide and conquer tactic and it's all the same playbook you know over and over obviously there's probably a real operation going on but you're not showing kidding.
1: shit over and over and over again right but
2: People my, my and... exactly And my point is is that that's not even the real issues that's not even what's really going on like that's my... a,
0: dis- a distraction right to, to cover up something else um <clears throat> I started off and I was in the truth or movement, have been since high school. And uh, in my day, it was about the JFK assassinations. And yeah. then we threw in the stuff about why were we in Vietnam torturing those people? And over the years, there have been more things added to it. but. Once once you get the skills to start digging through and finding the real truth, you get to a point where you can't talk to people who listen to the evening news.
2: You 100% have, agree with that. You yeah. have
0: no it's... points in common anymore. Now, it's been a couple of years since since <laughs> Facebook deleted it, but When Wade Booth retired from doing Facebook pages, he left me with Truth Beckons. So I was the admin on Truth Beckons for probably three years, and it had 603,000 followers when when Facebook deleted it. Hmm. And it was designed to be a truther magazine for women. And that was the vision for it was it was a magazine for women that told the truth. And so that was the background I came out of that the NSA activated my memories of space. And I've rebuilt truth beckons. Facebook is making sure I'm under a thousand followers. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, yeah, one of the things I found this past week, while Ukraine was being invaded, is that the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is being appealed on the basis of one of the jurors lied about their prior sexual abuse history.
2: Right. That's not going to get any media. Attention,
0: yeah. Well, it it did in the Middle East. I heard about it through Al Jazeera, but um, well, that's one of the things they're hiding is that she's going to get a retrial because of this juror,
2: (laughs) of course, and there's there's a bunch of stuff going on in australia right now also um some massive uh-huh. massive flooding historical flooding in queensland area um that the videos are absolutely insane they're having to evacuate there's the gas stations are closed The people can't get food uh but and it, there's people obviously doing some digging and it's very apparent that they're seeding the clouds and this is all controlled obviously via harp and whatever other means they have cool. but
0: the Weather has been controlled by the American Air Force since the turn of the century,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty obvious at this point, you know, if hurricanes being steered, uh, just yeah, whatever the case may be. But they keep the
0: hurricanes do not make square corners out in the ocean,
2: right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's a lot going on besides,
1: isn't there the US, the USA trucker convoy?
0: Yes, I have too. friends who are part of that.
2: That just passed through St. Louis today, or one of them. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they're they're distracting from that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, like it's all the, look over me.
1: here, don't look over there. That's what you know.
0: Well, the truckers were being too successful in Canada, and now the truckers mm-hmm. in the United States are doing the same. I understand that they're also doing that in Australia mm-hmm. and France.
2: Right. Yeah, there's big things happening. So obviously, they, you know, they want your attention and focus on and then they want you to be worried that oh, we could potentially be nuked now, you know, they put the fear in there. So it's all whatever.
0: I know this is going to sound anti-patriotic, but I really think Putin has more sense than to do
2: that. Yeah, 100%. I mean,
0: he's been in charge of his country a long time. He hasn't nuked us yet.
2: Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, it's it's interesting though because it does look like you know there's all those bio labs in Ukraine. There's all these deep state. It's a deep state stronghold massively. Ukraine, um, and it looks like Putin's going in and taking out all the other stuff in there, and and that's why they're saying, oh my God, Russia's bad. They're evil. Putin's Hitler. Well, yeah. they're trying to make they're trying to make it look like oh, poor Ukraine's getting attacked for no reason. Russia's evil, and it's actually the opposite. It's actually, they're Uh, being taken out.
0: America did a coup in Ukraine a decade or so back, and they installed American corporations and Mm neo-Nazis. And the American corporations did a lot of raping the locals and just become a hotbed of human trafficking of uh, yep. all kinds. And I really don't see what's going on as any of our business.
2: It's probably not, you know. It, <laughs> it's, it's better that we don't uh, let it distract us and, and consume us. And, and you know, this thing. I mean, are...
0: I do feel for the people, the real people who are. Who are going through hell with this. Right. <laughs> you
2: know, just because but
0: at the same time, it doesn't mean that, that the underlying cause is necessarily anything other than it appears to be. He said he was going in to protect Russian nationals who were living in the eastern third of the country from the neo-Nazi government.
3: Mm.
0: That's yeah. what Putin said. I mean... So I right. think we so
1: should, think we should
0: <laughs> listen to what the man said.
1: Yeah right. and not right. the media. basically whatever the media' is telling you it's pretty much always a lie. And it's mainstream usually media,
0: mainstream media is a mouthpiece for the CFR yeah. Council on Foreign Relations for those who don't know. and they have yeah. a mouthpiece a news magazine called Foreign Policy. And if you really want to know what's going on from their point of view, subscribe.
2: Right. Because
0: because I found knowing what they think they're doing to be most enlightening.
2: I have a question about these wars we see. Okay, so obviously you get footage of conventional aircraft, missiles and all that stuff. Obviously, we know the technology is far beyond that. Do, uh-huh. you yeah, are, do you think there are? Do you think there are advanced vehicles, weaponry being used simultaneously? Is there a space battle version of this going on? I know you were. Uh, were, were you not a pilot, a navigator at one point, and you were uh, working with this technology? Am I correct?
0: I was a pilot slash navigator in Nachtwaffen. We were not involved with Earth warfare. Um. Nachtwaffen tells its people below Captain that Earth was destroyed in a cobalt war and is uninhabitable for the next 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. That is their standard shtick. Yeah. Um, so when I was there, I had no idea Earth was still inhabited. So we were not part of this. Um. My altar in Kruger is a ground thumper, and I work on a small team that James Rink is actually in charge of. And I got him in trouble because I blew up a cyborg factory on Mars. So, Interesting. Yeah. When you have altars, it's not always your cover altar that gets messed with in that particular case, I woke up there, freaked out, and that altar did not have a firewall on psi abilities. And so when I panicked in that body, it sent out an EM pulse that blew up the power plant and destroyed the factory. And you know where they talk about that there's a volcano on Mars? That's
2: where this plant used to be. Wow. So as far as the technology that you were um, working with, um, I know this is pretty advanced stuff. Uh, We shared one of your clips and one of your interviews about the the SpaceX launch or missile actually Mm -hmm. being an EM drive technology. Um, Yeah, that's an EM drive.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, We had several drives between all the ships I was in because the Germans use their technology until it cannot be repaired. It, it takes so much, so much in resources to build a ship that they use it until it can't be fixed. And if you happen to be out in space when it can't be fixed, they will come rescue you and tow it back um okay i've seen computers that still had drives attached to computers that were that are basically quantum so uh, they reuse everything so we started off with the riposina um, schauberger's drive and using the red mercury fuel that was developed by the Sonora Aero Club. So we started off with those when I was first there. And along the way, we got plasma drives. Uh, We got the EM drive, only we called it the copper microwave There's another one that uses a huge quartz crystal coated with a bismuth alloy, and they use that, just basically plug it in. The hyperspace drive, I'm not sure how it functions. I've... Okay, when I was the navigator, I had what Elon Musk is calling a neural link. And it was behind my left ear, plugged into my brain. The outside chip looked like Bluetooth and it connected me to the quantum computer of the ship. And the computer was controlling all of the math and the how much fuel you put in and all that,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: where I controlled the destination, the path, which density we would travel through and making sure when we came out that organics and inorganics were not intermingled. Now that was the mistake they made with the Philadelphia experiment. The Philadelphia experiment had one of those engines. Okay. That's what they were testing. They didn't understand they had to have a navigator because the computer cannot tell the difference between organic and inorganic. And so just basically blended everything. The, Mm most navigators are extraterrestrials there's only like five percent of us at most that are human or in my case human hybrid
2: and how is that determined testing i'm sure
0: yeah they test you uh they found out while i was at montauk that i was capable of taking physical objects into other dimensions with me because i a trying to run away, and I was strapped into a physical chair and I took the chair with me when I escaped.
3: Hmm. Wow.
0: Nice. I was six. So that is a very, very, very rare ability in these, all of these programs. So if they don't have someone like me that can do it, they have either a gray or a Draco. Now, those ETs on human ships are very, very lonely people. Because humans are racist as fuck.
2: (laughs) That's one way of putting it. Yeah. And I don't mean to laugh at you. But I I can see how that would be a struggle for them. Yeah,
0: I had issues. Because Before I was born, I was modified with AlphaDRAC DNA, and that's what gave me that ability. And I have had issues on ships with commanding officers treating me like I was dirt because I was a hybrid. And it wasn't even that my parents were. It was, this was done to me as part of the program. They were looking for that ability they were looking for telepathy they were looking for any of the clairs they were looking for navigation ability that's what they were looking for and they got the mother load with me they did it just right now there are other people that have come out with those abilities and are unable to function in 3d real earth and a lot of those people are are in mental hospitals.
1: Um, mm, makes sense. Yeah.
0: At the time, I thought it was pretty harsh, but as an adult, I look back on it. My father had no abilities, and as a child, I would tell him what I was seeing, and if it wasn't 3D real, he would beat me for lying to it. So I learned to tell what Daddy could see.
3: Mm. Wow,
0: and that's why i can tell you what's 3d real and what's not is because daddy beat me when i told him something that wasn't 3d real so so this is not when i tell people this isn't a fun place to live i'm not kidding i'm not i'm not i'm not saying you know you really don't want to be here. Now, if you were part of this world, some of us are really welcoming and we'll try to help you. Try, try to show you the ropes, help you get established so that so that you can find some kind of peace. But if you walk into a space, a navigator sees three dimensions overlapping, sometimes four or five. So I walk into a space and I see all of the demons hanging on you. I see creatures that look like like cartoon characters standing around, pointing and laughing. And I see animal spirits hanging around. Some of them will completely close me off from certain individuals. So if I'm ignoring you, it's because... Those beings are in the way.
2: Now you're talking about this is an ability you had while you were the navigator.
0: This is the ability that I have had all of the life. I remember. Okay. Okay. They mind wiped me when I was four, when they picked me up, I have no memories before that. None. I've seen photographs of myself. I know that I, was part of this family. I know that my grandfather used to play with me a lot. I, I, you know, I was his first grandchild. He was, he was like in love. (laughs) Mm. And I know that, you know, my parents were who I was raised by afterwards. I know that my siblings are, but I don't remember anything before that first kidnapping.
2: So when you were on Mars, and you went through their schooling program, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: how was that at all similar to what we would experience here on Earth?
0: They taught old school Prussian style. You had a slate and a chalk and an eraser cloth, and you spoke out loud. And if you said it wrong, the teacher would come slap you with the ruler. Usually on the tips of your fingers. It was, there were no electronics. There was not a lot of writing on paper because they didn't have the paper to waste. Mars doesn't have trees. Um, We wore uniforms. We went to school for five hours a day. We got lunch, came back for another hour, and then we were sent into the colonies' gardens. And they were hydroponic gardens. They were not—you weren't digging in the dirt. You were still in your school uniform, and you were working the garden, but it was higher level. And and, uh,
2: and this was all underground.
0: It was all underground
2: now are there domes like clear domes as well um
0: there were not while i was there but i left mars in 1990
2: okay so who knows by now um there was also a whistleblower carrie cassidy who came forward on project camelot years ago who was unnamed said he was working in a jump room under texas somewhere in texas that he would jump back and forth to mars all the time and he came forward and said that the version of Mars that all these SSP, talking, SSP people are talking about is actually a fourth dimensional version of Mars. That if we were to travel there in a 3D conventional craft, let's just say, we wouldn't find anything that these experiences are talking about because it's happening in the fourth dimension. Does that resonate or is this guy just full shit?
0: I went there through a jump gate.
2: Right. So did he. That's how he was getting there apparently.
0: Um I guess we'll find out when Elon Musk gets there.
2: Right. <laughs> so yeah. you don't know either. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um that's that's one of those points where you know I was on earth. I was in New York City. It was dark. I could see a bridge. It was three or four story building. Um You go in the front, you're wearing hospital PJs, you're with a group of kids, you get put in an elevator, you get told huddle in the middle because once you get started, the walls go oval and you come out the other end when you're there and there's this big desk with a cranky old woman on the other side of it. And there's a big sign that says Vilkomenins Mars. Hmm. So from that point on, you assume you're on Mars. Maybe not. I don't
2: know. Sure. I, that's interesting. That's And that's a good, that's good to bring up because sometimes like if you're, if you're in nothing but an underground facility, you know, you're not, it's like us. We just, we can't just leave earth and look back and like, oh yeah, we're on earth. Like you just assume because that's what you're told. You yeah. Know?
0: Uh, I would be in in near mars orbit in my ship mm, okay so i knew i was orbiting something that right was a reddish <laughs> reddish color desert planet um there was air but not a lot the sky was a very light blue like higher elevations and
2: um uh, i'm not saying that you weren't on mars i'm just saying it's a good it's interesting point to bring up because sometimes you could tunnel or jump somewhere and you might not even know i think um i forgot who's described it like this but you don't even know sometimes that you're even that you've even left planet earth and yeah. you, you can jump to a room or another underground base on another planet and just you want in a base there.
1: how would you know yeah, yeah. and really? apparently
2: apparently there's people who do this like daily and they have no idea that they're going off planet working and, and coming yeah. home. Yeah.
0: Um, I've had to deal with Okay. <clears throat> Shane Bales, a.k.a. Shane the Ruiner, is a distant cousin of mine. And we've known each other since 2016. And, and I'm going to be on his podcast Friday. Oh, cool. So, um, we're going to, I'm I've been like, how am I going to deal with this? Because he doesn't believe any of us ever went off earth. Oh, really? His personal experience was that as a teen, young adult, that he was taken into a deep underground base. It was cabal rather than military. And that he supervised rooms full of children with virtual reality, with memories being downloaded into their minds. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, according to all the research, your brain cannot tell the difference between virtual reality and real events. So he has been telling me since we first met that my experiences were virtual reality and downloaded. And Honestly, I have no way to prove him wrong.
2: Right, but I mean, yeah. so we have a lot of corroborating testimonies and, and specific details. I mean, which is possible—they're putting all these children on the same program and in the same world, interacting with each other. Um,
1: I think that's happening. Yeah, that's probably happening too. Yeah. It's,
2: but, it, but, it but what would be the what would be the purpose for that? Unless they're just experimenting. That,
0: that's that is what I have always being curious about, why would they go into another timeline? Why would they go into another dimension? They go in, why would they waste the resources? Okay, the group of kids I started off with, we started off with a thousand kids. And by the time we got to Mars, there were 20 of us. And I was contacted a couple of years back by a Department of Defense agent who uh, told me flat out I was the last survivor of the Langley class of 64. Hmm. That's what they call it, was a class. And I'm like, you know, that has got to be the most disgusting view for five years of torture that I've ever heard.
2: Wow. Yeah. Class. Interesting. There's too many, there's too many physical, there's too many programs that we know exist that are, Mm -hmm. that are dealing with these um, technologies and these programs and Montauk and all this stuff. And there's, there's too many physical locations on earth all across the globe. Um, Yeah. There might be a virtual reality program going on in one of them, but I, Mm -hmm. there's way too much coming forward now. And, all across the globe and mm-hmm. people who have entirely oh, yeah. different
3: everywhere.
2: yeah it's it's everywhere mm-hmm. uh I, to me that virtual reality thing uh that just feeling into it right off the bat it feels like somebody trying to discredit this ssp PSYOP. it's just like a psyop um, mm-hmm. trying to dis- discredit it so it doesn't get exposed if you can totally. get people to believe that it's all virtual reality that makes literally everyone look like a lunatic and yeah and then you it just just muddies the water even further so
0: yeah. uh, it's similar I, I, to the
1: flat I earth have, space is fake it's the same kind of thing yeah, yeah. i to...
0: have spoken at five conferences now and at every single one of them so far knock on wood i'm hoping this changes the main speaker, the only one of us who got paid, was a CIA agent every <laughs> single time, and every time they have admitted to it on stage. I'm not, I'm not making this up. They right. it, it came out of their own mouths, and every one of them has tried to turn it religious instead of 3D.
2: Well that's that's very interesting because they do that because um if it they they can't be they don't they can't be held accountable if it's not 3D.
0: Exactly.
3: Yeah
0: it's 3D there are charges pending if it's suddenly considered to be astral you can't put them in jail for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there is an astral jail.
1: Manipulating your beliefs is what they, that's what they ought, <laughs> that's what they've been doing for a long time is like, they, they try to manipulate what you believe to be true. Cause if they can control that, then they can do whatever they want, you know, and get away with it. And that's what the media, it's like, watch the That's That's the media's job is to manipulate what you believe to be true and keep you so programmed that you never even think The thought of like maybe I'm being programmed (laughs) maybe I'm being you know manipulated for an agenda well Um,
0: that's one of the things that that. I have to constantly think about is is this a real memory Mm -hmm. is this programming because I was subjected to some really heavy programming yeah when I have a new memory come up I go into self-hypnosis And I say, okay, subconscious, open the curtains and show me what really happened. And it's often very, very different from what I initially remembered. But I have to do this every single time.
2: Well, there could be, you know, because we know about screen memories and. Who's this? I think I've heard you say in an interview before, like, who's to say that there's not a second layer of screen memory. Yeah. So so really getting to the bottom of this stuff and what actually happened. First of all, if there's screen memories, you know, something happened because they put the screen memory there in yes. the first place. So it's not like you're just crazy. It's just a matter of getting to the bottom of that. And how many people are going to um, get to that point? How many people are going to keep digging after they get to the mm-hmm. original screen memory and, think, and they believe that happened to them?
1: They just stop at the screen memory, and that's what
0: happens. those are the people who think ET productions are wonderful,
3: right? (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: And I don't argue with them. I I just say, have you thought about, you know, doing some hypnosis and opening the curtains and make sure that was what really happened.
2: A little further, yeah.
0: Yeah. Check Mm -hmm. check a little deeper. Right. Your subconscious has the memory of everything all of your alters have done. It is the witness to everything that you do. And that's the one thing they have not been able to delete yet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also don't discount the fact that there have been some sort of benevolent experiences that people have had. Um, just not everything, you know, uh,
0: it- I don't trust anybody out there. I consider them to be used car salesmen. They all have their own agenda, what they're trying to accomplish. And they think of us as monkeys. Right. OK, I heard from an Anunnaki. What do you do if you have a ranch that you haven't visited for a while and in the back forest you've got these monkeys and you come back from a trip and you find out that those monkeys have built houses and have started farming what did you do about that that's how they view earth The monkeys started farming and building houses and now building cars and
2: And that's an interest that's interesting um (laughs)
0: that's how they're looking at us is you know the monkeys are building houses and farming
2: right i mean there's got to be there's got to be races out there that are rooting for us so i don't think everyone's it, it just didn't wouldn't even make sense logically that there's no like everyone is against us. I feel like okay,
0: there is a galactic government. I've heard them called various things by various people. Uh, when they choose to talk to me they the word that comes up is galactic authority, and they have a three branch government. They like a council and then they have regional courts and the regional court in the solar system is called the Council of Five. And then they have a military police and we're not talking about sweet, wonderful Andy Griffiths. We're talking about Stasi, the Those folks are called guardians. Now, I've heard some people in the community making all kinds of things about the guardians. I've had contact with the guardians for what about 15 years now. They tell me that they are protecting Earth because those monkeys started building houses and farming that we are a child race, that they see great potential from us in the future if we don't kill each other off.
1: And nuke the whole planet, which is probably why yeah. they're stopping. They're clearly there's UFOs shutting down, you know, facilities and they're stopping so that from happening.
0: So, so they're stopping uh, the worst. They're taking away the nastiest toys. That's the way they put it to me. So they're stopping the nukes. Okay. They are protecting us from other ETs who think that we are not good stewards of this planet. Okay. And they are giving us time to develop. Yeah. But if we ask to be taken out of that status well, we're going to be fair game for any tom Dick, or harry that wants to come through and take over the place and to be honest we're not wise enough to make those choices
2: i would agree with that i mean if 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 all the if suddenly overnight or, yeah yeah if suddenly overnight everyone had the free will to make that Decision without any control, without any suppression, you know, because of this suppression and the programming, nobody even knows mm-hmm. who who they are. People yeah. literally have no idea who they are. So to be able to make a decision, like you don't have, we don't have the knowledge, the awareness, all any anything to be making a decision like that.
0: Your average Joe Blow on the street doesn't even know who the players are.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, they don't even know that there's yeah.
3: players. Yeah,
1: most people yeah. live in some exactly. very or in a very unconscious state is the way i like to put it that
0: i i'm not putting them down i mean this is this is the way yeah, it's just, we, this is the way we have been raised to think
3: mm-hmm. that well we we've been you pin- know I'm,
0: we are the pinnacle of, of creation that there is nothing above us except god and maybe angels and a few demons running around
1: we've and, been very programmed yes in that yes. way
0: and every religion has its own variation of god angels and demons so mm-hmm. you know it it is what it is we are not at a stage of development to make an informed decision and i really think we should agree to stay under protection until at least your average joe blow knows
2: who the players are right you know that's what's interesting the show the orville it's kind of like a, a spin off i haven't of, seen that it's like star a star trek parody it's like a star trek parody but towards the end of the second season it started getting like a lot more serious and a lot more disclosure and they went to another planet and they had religion still and mm. all of them on all of them on the craft were like like uh what's that why are they doing that? And like, who are they worshiping? And the one, like the one girl on the ship is like, oh, that's just something that all early stages of evolution, it's a program all early st- stages of evolution are given um, because it's necessary for what I forgot, they explained it all. And it's like eventually they'll evolve past that. And it, it's it,
0: necessary to impose moral standards.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That
0: that's what it's for because there are still a lot a lot a lot of folks here who are only being moral because they fear god
1: so it's a it's a fear-based control system but it's kind of like a ne- yeah like a necessary one mm-hmm. while you're at a primitive uh stage of evolution right yeah yeah
2: yeah that's exactly how they and the know.
0: german the germans out there consider it consider religion to be the cause of all warfare on earth
2: well if you think about religion it it would make sense that each well each race each ethnicity is a different experiment from a different group um yeah and then uh, and then they don't want religion you don't they don't want you to marry outside of your religion so you don't contaminate the experiment you know this was the early days obviously right now we're just kind of going in all directions but
1: I and then you have like that. Like all that is like a cult with their own hidden religion that they they're the ones in all these positions of power with their Luciferian cults like all this what we consider evil, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's all hidden because they know it's it's so far outside of most people's like a bit willingness to accept. And it's, you know, they're like using us, obviously, for all these negative things and to feed off of. So, like, they're a religion in and of themselves too, and it's it's interesting how, but that's all being exposed now. So it's like it's there's this interesting thing going on. It's pretty
0: hard to not believe in a god when that god gets into your head and tells you what to do, and is loud enough you can't think over it.
3: Right.
2: Well, that's
0: their daily reality.
2: Are you you talking about the? You talking about like the cabal? Like They're I'm talking
0: about the upper levels of the cabal.
2: So they're actually like...
1: They're being controlled, too, yeah. They're, they're playing... being
0: controlled directly. Yeah. Like yeah. Hands-on daily. And if they don't sacrifice the right amount of stuff, their god will physically appear in their house and take what they want. It's pretty hard to not yeah. worship that being. Right.
1: Yeah yeah not and me. that's the thing they're not yeah they're not the top of the, the pyramid. pyramid that's what a lot yeah, of people they're not understand. they're
0: not the top of the food chain no
1: they're being used to exactly yeah. right yeah. so
0: that's that's one of the biggest things that I've been trying to say is the guys that most people are blaming are not the top of the food chain
3: mm-hmm.
2: right yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Like you want to see somebody arrested who was just kind of born into it and groomed into somebody they had never no idea of what what it's like to even be a human, really, yeah. you know, and then obviously, yeah, they're programmed now and they're doing horrible things, but that's not the person that needs to be held accountable.
0: It's the person in their head, yeah, controlling hands on that needs to be held accountable,
2: which we have a long way to go to get to that on that level of understanding yeah. for the population for the masses you know
3: yeah
2: um but we're gonna get to some sort of a tipping point i'm sure and we'll we'll see a shift but uh you know, and that's what we're doing exactly this you know i was talking to you exactly. before the, i was talking to you before the show and you're like really like what the only reason i'm doing this is to expose and stop this trafficking and abduction okay. that our tax dollars are paying for. And all well, these well, agencies are involved in uh, that,
0: well, that run the ta- world. You take a look at the kids they're taking for the programs. And then you take a look at the, at the kids that are being taken for adrenochrome. You're being, you're taking a look at the kids that are being taken for the sex trade. You're taking a look at the kid, the Kids and young adults who are being taken for organ trade. And then you're taking a look at everybody else who is taken to be turned into a cyborg and sold off world. You are talking millions of people every year worldwide.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And The brunt of that is in these countries where they're having these constant petty wars. They generate thousands, millions of refugees every year. And those, the refugees and the homeless are the first ones to disappear. And nobody cares what happens to them.
1: Because, mm-hmm. the, yeah, that's why, exactly.
0: And I have found with my work, because I've been public since September, 2016. Unless it's their kids, most people don't
2: care. 100%, it, it, it doesn't get real until it happens to you type of situation. Yeah.
0: yeah, and most people are
1: anything outside of their own little personal bubble, they don't really acknowledge or care too much about. Right.
0: They, if it doesn't affect most them, they don't care.
1: And it's
2: yeah. happening on such a grand scheme right now. It's not like we can just like, lace our boots and run over there and like fight these guys, the the first step is bringing awareness and getting mm-hmm. enough people aware um, to where it, it, you know, you realize that, hey, this is could happen to my kid next, you know.
0: I have asked people to contact their Congress critters, both the members of Congress and the senators, and ask them to to investigate the CIA for human trafficking. Don't mention space. Okay, When MKUltra was officially shut down, now we all know it wasn't, we all know it just went underground, Mm
3: -hmm. okay?
0: But when it was officially shut down, when Congress ordered them to stop it, it was because enough people Nagged the Senate to do an investigation. Now, if you want to look at it, look it up. It was 1975, and it was named for Senator Church, and so it was called the Church Commission on the CIA MKUltra program. I'm asking for a similar pro- similar investigation into CIA human trafficking all of it it's all part of a continuum and that is what is actually funding the cia at this point there are four big things that are are the biggest things on this planet you've got drugs human trafficking weapons and gold right those are the things that are going down. Now, there are other resources that are big deals now that haven't been in the past, but those are the big four.
2: Yeah. And well, and so DNA, I guess the trafficking, I feel like DNA is a big one, too.
0: Well, DNA is a big one with, with ETs.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: And if they have a mated pair, they're happy.
3: So uh, okay.
0: I have heard that our body type is considered to be one of the most adaptable that's out there, and that they're really curious about us for that reason so
2: um, Mm -hmm. i've heard that as well yeah actually it seems Mm -hmm. to be i mean it's true we're literally we've said this before we're living on an entirely poisoned planet
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, for they're amazed that we're we're able to survive on our planet Well,
0: we Uh we breathe oxygen do you know how explosive oxygen is yeah we live in a nitrogen-based atmosphere. Do you know how reactive nitrogen is? Hmm. It's poisonous to most of them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Our air is poisonous to most oxygen breathers, much less everybody else.
2: <laughs> exactly. It, that's what I mean. Like yeah. yeah. even for and, us and, it's poison. Yeah.
0: You know, we're we're breathing nitrogen and we drink water water's a solvent
2: <laughs> it's a well not yeah be take the natural elements out of it the fact that they're being poisoned on top of that fluoridated and the chemtrails or, and,
1: chlorine, right chemtrails, and then the gmo
2: GMOs, All right. the
1: emf radiation gmos just go down the vaccines right on the list just some oh, well
0: animal. you know um in Shula on mars they said that when a population reaches a certain density, and that's based on number of individuals per area on the planet, okay? That when the population reaches a certain density, that all of the individuals will become telepathic. They had estimated it at nine and a half billion people for Earth. Now remember, they thought Earth was dead, but that was that was one of the exercises they gave us, was at what point would humans on Earth become telepathic? And it was a population of nine and a half billion. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens when the population becomes t- telepathic? The cabal loses their ability to lie to everybody. You
1: can't hide anything 100%. anymore, yeah. exactly.
0: So yeah. that is why they're poisoning everything.
2: Right. I mean, most people
1: they can't
0: let us get there.
1: They can't control us anymore. so they're trying to burn it down. Yep.
2: Well, think about That's if sense. everyone had telepathy anyway. I mean, think about the massive amount of people that lie on a daily basis about everything. You know, it does that worse. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Most of us who were SSP are at least mildly telepathic. And I spend a tremendous amount of energy staying out of people's heads.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: they think about i gotta go to the bathroom damn i'd hit that (laughs) um i'm cold i'm hungry i'm tired i want to go to bed that's what they think about
1: right right
0: where's that damn cat
1: right or thought yeah a lot of thoughts that would make people upset that we don't even we don't even think about because telepath- tele- telepathy is not even something that most people are con- like have any conscious awareness of being a possibility even so it's we're so used to just our thoughts being only in our heads so we think about things that like we don't even think like how would this person react if i'm thinking this it's not even like um, you know right that's something we'd have to completely you know get used to and uh just
0: normal transform have- everything the presumption of privacy in their own heads
3: yeah
0: and that's why i spend a lot of energy staying out right it's none of my business and most of it's stuff i don't want to hear anyway
2: well that's what i was getting at imagine imagine like it, and emotions, was, we're, we're not even,
1: the people's emotions on top of that yeah.
0: that's
1: how crazy Like we're, we're not
2: spiritually mature enough uh to really be a telepathic society and have it function properly without everyone, you know, wanting to run and hide, because you're right. Once that happens, there's no privacy. You can't walk into a room and think, oh, look at this guy, you know, something, whatever you're thinking about him, he's going to pick up on that. Uh And uh,
1: so you have to be eased into it in some way. Right. Right.
0: Well, you're, you're going to be having, having your conference. You need to know that most of your speakers are going to be telepathic.
2: Right. right.
0: Yeah, you need to know that a lot of your audience are going to be telepathic. You're going to be walking into a.
3: Yeah. field. Yeah.
0: And yeah, your friend that that wants to do healing, she's going to have to take into account free will some of these people don't want to be fixed
2: right well it's more yeah. about keeping it um just protected i would guess you know yeah and, yeah don't, it, you're not just gonna force someone to heal we know that but it's about just keeping that
1: their... yeah, That's yeah. Like right. right
2: um one last subject i want to cover before we uh wrap this up is clones so obviously you know with alters there's clones but i feel like this that's not know, always Not not always but <laughs> clones is a reality that i think that people are going to eventually have to accept um and this goes back way further than i think people are willing to admit also uh, i've heard you say and i've read in a book before that world war one and two armies were you know potentially clone armies and that means that they've been doing this for a long time, and they've had this technology for a long time. And it just makes me wonder, like, how early do you think this actually started?
0: I think there have been clones for a long, long, long time. But I don't think humans were creating clones until the World War I era. Okay. Uh, by World War II, which was approximately twenty years later, um, Hitler had an entire battalion of clones. Which tells me that they were growing these guys at the end of World War One, and mm-hmm. I know they didn't have them in the American civil war a lot of a lot of the technologies that were used in world war 1 were developed in the civil war era because the united states the russian empire and the prussians had an alliance and the oss grew out of that and these guys were doing a lot of tinkering, looking at how things operated. Um, they had a hubris that was uh, unbelievable. They thought they could conquer the world that they knew how to run everything and that that anything that humanity did was n- was automatically good. Um, now, Somewhere along the way, we changed sides. And I have tracked it to the Teddy Roosevelt administration. I have not found the paperwork to document it. But it was under Teddy Roosevelt that we switched from being allied with Russia and Prussia and started being allied with Great Britain and France. Great Britain had been our enemy from the revolutionary war up until Teddy yeah. Roosevelt. And what made me curious was World War II, World War 1 why were we why were we backing the Brits because up until then they'd been our enemy. And yeah, what made
1: us the allies exactly
0: yeah that was that was a switch now teddy roosevelt was from a southern confederate family and he had been sent to be raised with relatives in britain and i know it happened during his administration so i haven't seen the documents but Since then, they keep referring to our special relationship. And I really think truthers everywhere need to look into that.
2: Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, one step at a time, you know, it's taken.
0: (laughs) right? That's one of those things. I really think that switch is going to matter. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's something that is really going to matter. Something important happened. That was also the time frame that they talk about that the constitution was taken out of effect and that the United States became a corporation instead of country.
2: 1871,
0: yeah. the act of 1871. Yeah, and, yeah that there was in that time frame that, what, 20 years later? The, well, I guess it would be 40 years later, the Federal Reserve came in, which was also from a British corporation. The Crown, Crown Corporation owns most of the Federal Reserve. And I really, really, really think this matters.
2: Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh. Yeah, if you really go back to that, whenever eighteen the Act of eighteen seventy one happened, you know we, if if that's true and that really happened, you know we've never since we've been alive in our lifetimes we've never been operating under the Constitution as we know it. Um, yeah, right. They probably do things in a manner to where it seems like they're abiding by it. To somebody who's You're not trying
1: doing. to keep the facade right of, of, of that, but right. yeah, it's clear
2: they can't clear, just yeah. blow their cover. And eighteen seventy one is also the same year that. Um, Grant, Ulysses S. Grant, signed the executive order for the KKK. Like it literally, it was an assigned executive order by our president, and it was only days apart from the signing of the Act of 1871, which is also just it's just an interesting fact. It's peculiar
0: to me. Yeah, I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that they were all coming together. Um, I personally consider Grant to be one of the worst presidents we ever had.
2: And we have Grant's farm right here down the street from us in St. Louis, his his house, and there's a whole farm that people, you know, kids go every day for field trips and all that stuff.
0: He was a great general, but he was a terrible president.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, wow. president yeah, so how many people do you think are clones right now walking around in public, not in public, within our government, within politics, actors, celebrities, musicians?
0: I don't think there are as many in positions of power as a lot of people are trying to say. It would be too obvious. Um, I think the current Biden is probably a club.
1: Yeah, I would, I would say that's everything we've gotten. Yeah, right.
2: I mean, it's almost um, if you're paying attention, it's physical appearances alone
1: you know well there's also people with with clearly with like a mask on and they've used cgi clearly they've done all these other (laughs) Um, things clearly not actually biden there you know
0: uh biden thought he was running against some guy named biden for president Uh,
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly
0: i mean seriously
1: he he told himself Um, he told himself to go f himself on national television yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly. So we're looking at someone who was clearly in dementia and yeah. unable to hold a rational thought. And now you've got someone who can at least listen to the thing in his ear. Um,
2: yeah. All of a sudden overnight, like he can formulate all a of sentence. A sudden. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Formulate a sentence. Carry right. a thought for couple of seconds
3: um
0: so um you know we've had some real winners over the last well this whole century most of them have been unable to carry a thought most of them have been listening to the plug in their ear or what reading the teleprompter um
2: well yeah I was I was reading that, uh, like prior to Kennedy, um, that was that was the era where all these three letter agencies were developing anyway. But prior prior to Kennedy, uh, presidents were for the most part in the know. Uh, And then once Kennedy caught wind of what was going on, he wanted to take all these three letter agencies and put them under one roof. And that wasn't going to fly. And obviously, he had plans to expose some of the E.T. agenda and stuff. And then from from president, wanted
1: to take our money back from the Federal Reserve and, yeah. and all these things they did not and like. And then
0: K uh, had an agenda that would have put us back into the Constitutional Republic. Right. Yeah. And it and, and was, was from he was killed by an assortment of folks who were all invested in different things that were wrong
2: right yep and it was and it was from then on when they realized that presidents weren't going to be they they weren't going to uh read in the presidents anymore you know
1: well actually it goes before kennedy because remember eisenhower tried his
0: assassination um, was a coup d'etat oh yeah the the people have not been in charge since right and that's something that most people are clueless about, but that's why the JFK assassination really mattered because they tried to take out Reagan too.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, did
0: they, didn't they miss hit,
3: or
2: what? Happened?
0: No, they hit him. but well, they hit him, but they, lived.
2: but they also, and lived.
0: he had he had dementia afterwards so his vice president and his wife were together running the country because he was a mental case
2: right right that's right
0: when he was um, pulled into nobody understood how bad it was until he was pulled into court about iran Contra.
2: right i mean it was pretty it was pretty much a a playbook a, a predictable playbook from Kennedy on, as far as elections being rigged, you know, it was all planned out. Um, you know, Trump came in as this wild card, and that that kind of flipped everything upside down. And there's all kinds of theories on who he really is and who he's not, you know. But yeah, and before Trump, um, you had he definitely, nobody, and, uh, he definitely didn't fit their narrative. We know that
0: nobody, nobody was gets posted. elected without being planned. Nobody has been elected without being planned since at least Franklin Roosevelt. And he said so at the time, nothing happens unless it's planned. And that was World War II. Mm
3: -hmm. Think about
0: it, guys. There have been clues all along that things are not as they appear
3: or
2: yeah 100% nothing is as is thing. not, not things yeah. everything is not as it appears yeah.
0: yeah um i came of age during um the nixon administration and what he did was he completely pulled us off of any metal based money yeah and that was because it was due to pay the federal reserve every 20 years they are to be paid off in gold at the rate of $30 per ounce mm. that has bankrupted us and it is bankrupting the world and it is the underlying slavery of the united states and through it we have enslaved the rest of the world through something called the IMF the International Monetary Fund and if, if you really want to look into it there is a series of videos called what I what I am afraid to block about and it's about the um, EMF no got the wrong letters there it's about the um, stabilization fund and it's um it's a slush fund completely under the control of the elected president hmm. and it's run through the treasury department and you really need to take a look into that because that stuff's important
2: yeah, i mean always follow the money i mean that's really always
0: where, that's where this <laughs>
2: takes you yeah, i mean that's yep. And that, that's, gonna... that's
0: one of the reasons why i don't believe that the the secret space programs are in another dimension or or another timeline why would they waste money right if it wasn't here
2: right this like that guy who said everything on mars was in the fourth dimension you know maybe that's a psyop also you know maybe you know he was told to say that whatever or that's what he actually or...
3: believes but
0: just because somebody believes it doesn't make it um 3d real
2: exactly 100 i mean that's literally what our show has turned into you know just take nothing at face value and and we're just trying to stay as neutral as possible because there's so many contradicting yeah. and conflicting narratives right now and no one really knows what the hell's going on we're just trying to put pieces as a puzzle together but we do have one common goal and that's exposing all this to trafficking and all that stuff, and
0: all, all the trafficking and all of the nonsense. There are mm-hmm. so many, I would have more numbers for how many are being trafficked than I would for how many clones there are. And part of that is because the clone factories are supplying the cyborg factories. Okay. All they need is a piece of brain about that big that contains your pineal. That's all they need for a cyborg. And it it only requires animal level awareness and a clone has animal level awareness, even if it's not, not developed. Mm -hmm. And they rush them so fast. People tell me they're soulless clones. Well, that's bullshit. They are your identical twin. And if they are allowed to develop like a normal baby, they will have a mind, a will, and a soul of their own.
2: Well, yeah. So I think a soulless clone is a a misunderstanding for like a soulless vessel that might have been grown genetically farmed in a well
0: this this is a religious concept that allows people to torture these beings without guilt
2: mm-hmm. right the, yeah.
0: truth, the truth of the matter is they're your identical twin and they when they install us into them we are literally possessing our sibling
3: hmm.
0: and that's why the groups that use cloned bodies do 20 and backs is because when that clones mind reaches 20 to 25 years old it gets strong enough to push the squatter out so they lose their asset
1: interesting
2: yeah i I was wondering why they where 20 why they chose 20 years it's
0: because at that point the mind of the body is strong enough to push the squatter out Mm -hmm. now the germans don't use that tech the germans take you in your real body and they regenerate you every week so you have a strong liver they keep you at the age and size they want you at And they can keep you as long as you're not going crazy. Now, some people that's 20 years, some people it's 40 years. uh, They usually take me for 55 to 60 years.
2: Wow. So, but, but it's the same concept is you're going back to your point of origin eventually at the end of it, right?
0: At, At the end of my tour they put me in that same region tank and they set it for the age they took me. Mm -hmm. And now that they're taking me as an older adult, they have a like photograph of the shape I'm in. And they put me back to how they found me disabled and all, except once in a while, if the tech likes me, he'll fix something little.
2: That's super interesting because Dan Willis talked about the the med bed technology he worked on in the eighties, that it was a quantum camera that took a photograph of basically your current state and they could, and they, they would basically take, if they were able to take a picture of you, go back and take a picture of you when you're the most healthy, then they can uh, overlay that on you. And then, and then that's how you basically bring you back to that state so it's before it he be... talked
1: about that Alex Collier talked about that as a Andromedan technology and then Dan heard Alex say that and he said oh that's interesting because that's I, I worked on a more primitive version of that same
2: but you're um, but you're talking about the use of a photograph penny I mean,
0: and then you're I talking knew, about
1: that I'm too talking
0: yeah. about the use of a digital photograph not not a picture picture but a a data photograph.
2: right That's what I mean, though it's some Uh, sort of quantum. Some sort of Dan called it a quantum camera, basically like
0: a holographic. Uh, We have with the Germans came from the mantids, and they are an insectoid empire that is basically next door to the Draco, and they saw these German people trying to escape Earth in. Hanabu ships that gave off so much radiation that the crews were dying. Hmm. And they said, okay, these people are motivated. I mean, seriously motivated. So they felt sorry for them and had compassion and gave them the technology. So this is something you are dipped in, and it has a, a computer like. Similar to a a tablet on the side, it has a slot that you put a blood sample in. The blood sample has your DNA. So it matches what your holographic DNA would do to what your body becomes. And all you have to have is a tissue sample the size of your little finger, and you can bring that person back from the dead.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's something uh, that absolutely intrigues me. And uh, I'm sure literally everyone listening wishes they could sit in a med bed or a regen tank. You know, it's tough uh, living, living in pain. But um, Penny, Tell this me
0: is about it. My recent surgery was because my neck was broken in 1977 i've lived
2: with that for 44 years and finally got it fixed wow well yeah i'm glad that you made a speedy recovery and you're back doing interviews now and thanks for joining us uh we've been going for a little over two hours now so we're going to start wrapping this up but thank you so much this was incredible we were all over the place but it was absolutely intriguing and very important information in my opinion Uh, any last words penny
0: If you think that you've been part of this, be gentle with yourself. That's if great. You think, great if you think your family has been part of this, be gentle with them, especially if they don't want to accept it was real.
2: Right. That's great advice. Yeah. yeah. Don't push it on anybody um, or or yourself even. Sometimes it's just, yeah. <laughs> just best to let it organically flow how it's supposed to. Um, don't go pushing any buttons. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you? Can you, um, do you have anything upcoming that you want to share?
0: Okay, I have a website. Uh, space portals, with an S on the end of it, dot net. I have a radio show, not often pilot with Benny Bradley. It's on Gurn hyphen radio.com on saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m pacific Uh, i put the archive on my youtube and uh i haven't been doing counseling for two years so uh i can refer to you to others if if you need help
2: right And we'll have all those links in the description as usual. And um, guys, come hang out with us at the conference. Um, We're really looking forward to seeing everybody. If you have any questions, feel free to email us and we'll be happy to answer those. Uh, If you're looking to try a new CBD, Hopewell Farm CBD, you get 10% off with promo code Journey to Truth 10. It's really incredible stuff. If you're looking for a new one to try, I highly recommend it. The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a patch that you see here put on any radiating device. Um, like you can't see it here, but anyway, uh, put it on any radiating device, Wi-Fi router, modem, phone, computer. Um, it harmonizes the frequency coming in and balances it. So it's less harmful for us. And uh, they're great products. I highly recommend them. They have pendants out now, guys, go check out the website. They have, uh, this technology um, pendants that you can wear around your neck and hopefully we'll be, We'll have some of those products with us at the conference so you guys can check them out in person. And if you want 20% off all of our Teespring merch, you can get that with promo code 20 and back. And all those links are below in the description. We love you all. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for your support, your donations. Uh, the Some of the beautiful comments we've been getting lately are truly beautiful. And that's what keeps us going. And uh, we can't thank you guys enough. We can't do it without you. That being said, good night, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Penny.
1: Thanks, Penny.
3: He said, um, listen, give me two years.
0: You'll never want to come back. Uh the adventure of a lifetime, and nobody will know you're gone.
1: You get deployed at 17 and a half. And now I was deployed from the New York Athletic Club. And we got to actually deployed right out of the locker room from, uh, you know, you're beamed up to the ship and then the ship takes off and you're gone for 20 years. That's a very hard pill to swallow, but that's exactly how I experienced it. I was taken at 10 years old. I was taken and I was worked through se- several Black programs. I was privately owned in the beginning. I did six, six or seven years on Earth. Uh, that's when all the stuff for the programs began for me, uh, specifically uh the tracking that they had been doing since i was a kid it followed me all the way through the military and at that point when i got to Diego Garcia, that's where i was taken off planet kind of
0: like opened that floodgate for me and then all of these recalls started coming in and i was just like oh my gosh and
1: the way i was describing it she's like i've never had this with a client but it, that
0: you're you're describing a parallel life right now It's a combination of
1: human and other species. Um, I was able to remember the name on their uniform. It's USS R-Corp. That was putting me through some kind of recruitment um, tests from age three until 12, and 12 is when I was potentially, well, taken. He said, uh, and with your scores, I guarantee you'll make Commander And you'll make pilot and i said pilot of what and he said "Uh, four kilometer long starship he told me what was going to happen he he says, you volunteer for the program we'll put you in you'll do 20 years we'll um, send you back in time 20 years age regress you 20 years wipe your memory and you'll just wake up in bed like nothing happened it's almost beyond words it's beyond comprehension of how this could happen whoever's masterminding this you know the air force you know working with extraterrestrials working with a lot of pretty wild technology, which I'll also get into. It's really beyond fathomable. It's beyond fathomable.